Brothers and sisters, we never know who's going to be the next, but as long as we're ready. This thing is real. It's clean. It's pure. On the edge in my soul, the burning in my soul of light, Jesus is coming. And he's coming at any moment. It's much lighter than any of us think. And oh, I plead with everybody to make the peace with God. When I say make the peace with God, you know what I mean. If there's anything between you and God, put it right. But it's coming for a bride that's clean and ready. And I pray to God that not one of you will ever be left in these things that's coming upon the world. We have a great, big, wonderful God full of love and full of compassion. And oh, as he often think about Jesus, oh, I would gather you, as like to gather you, as he looked over Jerusalem, as a hen gathers her chicks, put his great big arms round them and, and love them in. That's just how I feel. Keep me true, Lord Jesus. Keep me true. Keep me true, Lord Jesus. Keep me true. There's a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power, every power to be true. Make it a prayer, brothers and sisters. Keep me true, Lord Jesus. Keep me true. sisters and for every one of you that we might allow the Holy Spirit to take full control of our lives. Brothers and sisters there isn't anything else this salvation is forever everything else will fail but this salvation is forever. Oh I'm so pleased about it oh I'm so excited that God done it to me if he can do it to me there's no for anybody oh thank you Jesus for saving Henry's soul you say your name to it thank you Jesus for saving go on put your, put your name to it thank you Jesus for saving Henry's soul put your name to it God, put your hands up, come on and thank him, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, for saving Henry's soul. Come on, say, put your name to it, brother, come on, brother, come on, sisters, come on, give God the glory, bring the power down, confess it, and come in deliverance now, in the name of Jesus. And ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God.
Hallelujah. Jesus. And you're dead. Hallelujah. Will you die tonight? Will you die tonight? You know, the problem with us all is this. We have a will. That's right. We have a will. And it must die. It must die. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. It is Christ that liveth in me. Amen. Will you be crucified with Christ tonight? You know, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. Jesus wants to be manifest in you. Amen. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. And men and women want to see the Christ in you. You want to know that you know that the living Christ is dwelling within you. And not only dwelling within you, but shining out from you. You know, the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The sons of God manifest. Not something that we know about, something that we hear about, but something that we are. You know, the manifest sons of God. Jesus said these words, and I've heard Henry say them over and over again and put his name to them. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel. He sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to set at liberty the captive, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, to comfort all that mourn in Zion and give unto them beauty for ashes and the spirit of joy for the spirit of heaviness. This should be your testimony. This should be your calling. If you're a child of God, the living Christ should be showing and flowing out from within you. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Christ might dwell in your heart by faith. And you know, not just stop there, but begin to show out, begin to flow out. Will you give your life to God tonight as you've never given him it before? Will you lay your all on the altar for God? Will you give him your will? Will you give him your all? Will you give him everything you've got? You know, there were ten virgins, the story goes, and five were wise and five were foolish. And, and the only difference between them was this. Some had oil in the lamps, but not in the vessel. Oh, get your vessel full. Get your vessel full. Lay everything aside, as Paul said, in the sin that does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience to race as set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. Will you give your life to God tonight as you have never done before? Will you lay all on the altar for God? You know, if you do, there'll be a new life within you. You know, God blesses me these days because every day, every day and all during the day, I keep saying to the Lord, Lord, the life that I now live, I live by faith in the only begotten Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. A new life, a new life, the life that I now live, now live, hallelujah. The old life is gone, and the new life has come. 
You know, if you, if you never, ever, before, or even if you've done it a thousand times, give your life to God afresh tonight. Give your life everything you've got, everything that you are, everything that you hope to be. Give Him your will. You know, this is the most important thing of all. You know, if He's got your will, He's got your all. He's got your heart, He's got your life, He's got every part of you. Hallelujah. Give Him your will. You know, if it would help for you to come down here to the front and kneel here or stand here at the front and we will pray for you. We'll pray for you because we urgently urge you to put your all on the, light, on the line that there's nothing at all between you and God. Everything you have and everything you are because Jesus is coming soon and he's coming for those that are ready. Those that are willing, those that are prepared, those that are subdued and subjected to him. Take my will and make it thine. It shall be no longer mine. Take my heart, it is thine own. It shall be thy royal throne. Make this a prayer. Make it real to you. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Amen. Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Brother Billy was speaking and I witnessed with one particular thing which he spoke about. And we've never discussed this together, but I witnessed with it 100% because this is why I had my final fight from getting really right with God. He wanted, he got me money. God, he got me money. He got a lot of my things. He got my home, he got my wife. He got part of me, but he hadn't got my will. He wanted Henry's will. That's the thing what he wanted. And that's the thing we hold back most. You just want your own way. Brothers and sisters, you have to give him your heart. He wants your will. He wants your will. The Holy Spirit is here tonight speaking to hearts. We don't know. He may never be here again, but we're here now. And we are for a purpose. And God's ordained it that we should be here and that you're here. Brother and sisters, give him everything tonight. Yield your all to God while the opportunity is right. You say, well, I can't keep it up, Henry. It's not a case of keeping it up. When you make a full surrender, and then he gives you power to overcome. When you give a full surrender, you have a wonderful power come into you, which is a living Christ that helps you to overcome. My sister, my brother, I would to God that every one of you were out here tonight and I'll be with you too. I know the Spirit spoken to me and tell me how late in the day it is. And I tell you, my brothers and sisters, it's so important to make your peace with God. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for such a congregation as this. And, oh God, all we pray tonight is for thy will 
to be done in every heart, nothing else, Lord, but thy will to be done on every heart. Give them all strength and courage, Lord, to come and make a full surrender, a true repentance, Lord, and they'll be cleaned up, Lord, and be filled and have a new anointing and a mighty blessing and a mighty outpouring, Lord, of this letter. And oh, God, tonight, do a new thing on every hour in the name of Jesus.
This gospel works indeed. Because we've seen it in operation. You've seen it tonight. If you haven't seen it tonight, you'll never see it again. Praise God. You know, I was thinking, uh, you know, we all go through trials and temptations and old Satan is dogging our steps, you know, all the time, trying to bring us down. But I was thinking, why, why do I want to keep going on? Why do I want to keep going on despite all the circumstances? You know, sometimes you think, well, are we going to, are we going to, uh, is it worth it all? But praise God. Something here says it's worth it. Hallelujah. Because, you know, we've living witnesses. You know, I've seen, I've seen miracles. Him up. Uh, 75% kidney failure. It was finished in the row, shaking their heads. But you know, I sent my wife went down. I says, look. She says, I have a desire on my heart. I says, look, get down there. I says, you're a daughter of God. I says, get in and get him prayed for. And you know, she tried to get in three times and couldn't get. But you know, this day we prayed, and she went in there all around his bed, and they opened just like the the Red Sea. And you know, all she did was pray for him. And I went down to see that man. She didn't pray that the Lord would heal him. He'd had his time. He were over 70. He'd had his three score year and ten. But you know, he that hath the son hath life. Yes. He quickened him. We went the week after I sat up in bed. He went, he watched the cricket the summer. The ones round his bed that were shaking their heads. They'd all died and gone the year after. And he was still living this chap. He says, hallelujah, he says. He'd accepted Jesus and it set him free. And it set him free from the spirit of death. And you know, there's something following us all the time. If you're wanting more from God, you're being dogged all the time. But praise him, we are more than conquerors to him that loved us. You know, and I'm glad Peter in the Bible was a cringing coward. I'm glad that he, uh, he ran away when he, tried, he denied Jesus thrice. Because, you know, Jesus knew him. I mean, Satan, Satan knew him, didn't he? He says, I'm going to sift him. Jesus said, Satan wants to sift you like sand. But praise God, there was something deep down that when he got glorified, Peter, he got up and he says, we are witnesses. We are witnesses. After Jesus had gone and he was preaching, he says, we are witnesses. And we witness to the glory of God. And when you've seen it work, this is the only time you can be a witness. And you know, it's a witness in here first. Yes, it's yes. something that says amen to your circumstances yes. because it's no good me telling people about circumstances that I've been through myself and I've lost. But praise God, we're more than conquerors. And you know, it's nice, isn't it nice to have a good cry and soften, be softened up yes. and all that, you know. Do you know what I miss? I miss some meetings that I go into and, and you know, I don't want to criticise people, but they, they think they've got the goods and they're shouting at the top of their voices when God wants to say, be still yes, yes. and let me just say something yes. to you for a minute. Let me just say something to you. And you know, there's times when I want to get close to God in a meeting and there's somebody shouting their heads off. They can't help it, but ain't it nice, you know. In that secret place, yes. I'm a noisy person. I'm one of the noisiest people. People say to my wife, how do you get on with him? Because she's quiet normally. When she gets in the spirit, she's the noisier than me. But praise God, he wants to talk to us sometimes. And there's a time, you know, it's like Henry when he stood here. He's not always jumping about at home. He's looking for God's face, seeking God's face. When's he going to do it? And then out of it comes 
Oh, praise the Lord, when God touches us and we come out of that trap, it's like Amen. something being let out of a trap. Praise God. And we're more than conquerors, the wind that loved us. There was a chap at work, he come, he come looking around, there's something wrong with his car, and he was telling me about his wife. And uh, she died a, a terrible death and all sorts of damp to her. He says, I wonder if there is a God in heaven. And, you know, something come on me. Something happens in here, you know, when you get the Holy Spirit quickens you. I says, and I started to tell him about Jesus, and I told him the way of salvation. And you know he said? He said, I am glad I met you today. And you know something? I was glad I met him. Because the Lord blesses us if we bless him. Yes. And I don't know who went away feeling better, him or me, but to God be the glory. And you know, I said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I said, you'll find the answer someday, but God bless you. And you know, I went back into that office and he had it feel grand. But the Lord had blessed me because I'd witnessed. It says in the Bible, they overcome him with the word of the testimony and the blood of the Lamb. And we washed in the blood of the Lamb. But we must have a standard. Keep the standard up, friends. And then, by the word of our testimony, because if we'd wobbly, wallowing in sin, knowingly, we're not conquerors because we're condemned by our own sin, but we're washed in the blood of the Lamb and overcoming with the power of our testimony. And you know, I'm thrilled with it. And I've got a chorus I'm going to play, and it's all choruses are good if they've got the anointing on. But this chorus is a positive chorus, and it's, I won't leave here as I came in Jesus' name. Bound, oppressed, tormented, sick or lame, you know, you can be lame in spirit, you can be lame in like, but the Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same. I won't leave here as I came, in Jesus' name. You know, that woman, she touched Jesus' garment, didn't she? She knew that when she turned up, she wasn't going to leave the same way. You know, Jesus said, somebody touched me. She was a somebody. First of all, she was a woman, and then she was a somebody. But then when he says, daughter, your faith has made you all. She became a daughter, didn't she? Hallelujah. And we more than conquerors through him that loved her. Keep saying that. You look in the mirror in the morning and say, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. And it does. It comes over you. It comes over me. If you're on top, you're near to be shot down. But, you know, we can keep going on. And I'll tell you something, I find that when I open my mouth, if, if I'm on my own, I'm better on my own sometimes, to just start praising God, and it breaks through. And it breaks this hardness. It, it cures hardness of heart. Have you ever had hardness of heart? It cures us. Hallelujah. I leave here as I came. In Jesus' name, bound, oppressed, tormented, sick or lame. But the Holy Ghost of Acts. It's just the same. Yeah, I won't leave here as I came. And I witness to that chap from Leeds, you know, there's something, a witness of the Holy Spirit, isn't there? And we have witnesses, one another. We have a witness. And that there's someone there. I'm from Barnsley, brother, and my mother uh, and father came this way uh, before I did, because I couldn't stand to hear the music. But when I was ready for it, God, God knew. God knew, but praise God. I won't leave here as I came. In Jesus' name. I won't live here as I came in Jesus' name. Bound the flesh, cemented the calling. For the Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same. 
it's wonderful that we've no need to give up hope for anybody, have we? Because the Holy Ghost Amen. does the work. Hallelujah. When we get in a meeting like this and God's moving by His Spirit, I'm glad that God can do anything. Hallelujah. And all I want is more of Jesus. Amen. And I'm realizing more as the days go by that I'm so dependent upon him for everything. And oh, I just want the presence of God in my life. That's all I want. I covet the presence yes. of God in my life. I covet his presence by his glory. Oh, the glory of God. Hallelujah. You're never the same when Jesus comes in by his spirit. Hallelujah. And I was reading a book which is on that table tonight. Out there it's called, I Dare to Call Him Father. And oh, when the woman in that book got saved, the presence of God was so real in her life that she could even smell his fragrance as she walked in her garden. Hallelujah. And God can be that real to us. He can be more real to us than the people that we're with. Hallelujah. Thank God he's not a God that's dead. He's a God that's alive and alive forevermore. Hallelujah. And he's alive in me. I'm glad about that. He's alive in me. Hallelujah. And oh, you know, when she, the woman in this book, when she, she just occasionally, she started to, she just told a little white lie and she immediately felt the presence of God withdraw. And whenever she did anything that displeases God, even the smallest thing, the presence of God began to withdraw. And you know, when I came and stood at the front tonight, it wasn't because I'm away from God, but it's because I don't want there to be anything between him and me. I want to have a clean sheet. I want to be able to say, God is real in my life, hallelujah. And I want it to be true now in this moment. Because God is a God of the now, hallelujah. And I want him to be real to me now. I want to be cleansed in his blood now. I want to be able to say that I'm ready to go now if Jesus comes again. Oh, God, help us to be ready. And there's only one way. We've got to be filled with the Spirit. There's only one way we can walk a clean life and talk a clean life. You know that chorus we sang tonight, he that glorifieth, what is it? He that offereth praise glorifieth God and he that ordereth his conversation aright will see the salvation of God. And we need to keep our conversation clean in the, pre in the presence of God because I believe that we're in his presence all the time if we're filled with the Holy Ghost. He's never far away. He's always there. Hallelujah. And so we need to keep the sheet clean. We need to keep right with God. 
And oh, for that wonderful, sweet, abiding presence, the presence of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, I can echo every word that Mary's saying. I want to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. I think I ought to apologise to Henry, you know, tonight. Because in that, uh, in that meeting that he had in the Civic Hall in Barnsley, I can hear me. <laughs> Our brother was talking about the meeting that he had in the Civic Hall in Barnsley. I come from Barnsley as well. Barnsley seems to be getting a lot of promotion tonight. <laughs> I walked out of that meeting that he took because I was disgusted with it. I did. I walked out. I'm sorry, Henry. I've been brought up in a Christian home. I've been brought up to go to church every week and sometimes during the week. And ever since I was that high, I've been to church. I walked out of his meeting because I didn't recognize reality. I recognized something which was a pretense. I was used to going and submitting to an order of service. I was used to standing up when they stood up to sing. I was used to reading the Bible after the first, uh, after the third, second hymn, and praying after the first hymn. You know, the, you know the, the thing that it goes on, you know, hymn, prayer, hymn, Bible reading, hymn, sermon, hymn, go home. <laughs> and that's what I was used to. And very, very occasionally I used to uh, experience the blessing of the Lord. I used to go every Sunday and I used to be dressed a lot better than I'm dressed tonight because I considered it my duty and my responsibility to turn up to church in my best clothes, something posh. And you know, it was only just recently that I realised that it wasn't about that. It's got nothing about that. God's not interested what you've got around your legs. God isn't interested what you've got on your feet or what you've got on, what sort of a suit you've got on. He's interested to keep you well clothed. But he don't, he don't care. You see, it's what inside that is it's important to God. At the end of November this year, last year, God spoke to me by his Holy Spirit. And he said, religion was conceived in death. Religion was born in death. And religion lives in death. Where there's no, no life of the Lord Jesus Christ in the church, that's where religion thrives. And can you see the state that I'd been in through all those years? I would become religious. And I went to a Pentecostal church, couldn't understand it. But I understand it now. I've told you this before, those people at Fiskerton. But you know, I still can realise more about the thing that God's shown me. About this religion thing. Do you know, it set me free. It set me free. I don't need to go to church to become a Christian. 
I need fellowship. But I don't need. You see, it says in the Bible that you, you shouldn't forsake the gathering of yourself together. Don't say anything about going to church. It says, forsake not the gathering of yourself together as the man of some is. Because it's that way that you become edified. Do you know you can have more church in your front room talking to somebody than all the churches in the land? It's great when you have church. Have you experienced that? When you've really got to grips with the Lord, when you're talking to somebody, when you're witnessing someone, when you're sharing fellowship with them, you're getting excited in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're having church. That's what it's about. Amen. It's all right, isn't it? It's right. Hey, you're putting me off. Get up. But it's right. You know, a guy came to our house once and we were talking about the things of God at quarter to six. And we were talking to, to about the things of God and we were still at it at quarter past six. And we said, oh, we'll have to stop now. We've got to go to church. <laughs> yeah. That's right. What have you been doing? <laughs> the blessing that God might have had for us at half past six or quarter to seven or seven o'clock, he couldn't give it us because we got to go to listen to somebody else spouting about something which was, might have been irrelevant. Yeah. You see, God might have said, that's the time. Yeah. And we said, no, 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 we've got to go somewhere else. Somebody said, I think it was Fred Brewer. He said, be careful where you put your bodies. Be careful where you put your bodies. You know, we never decided, finally, that we were going to come to Great Yarmouth today until about half past ten this morning. And we've been travelling all day until we got here, and that's the reason that... <laughs> but I know that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it? Because the spirit that is within you witnesses within the, with the spirit that's within me and I know that you're not sitting there criticising the muck of my jeans <laughs> and it's right you know in some places you will go and you will feel ever so self-conscious and it's moving in a lot of other people and it's happening it is, it's happening do you know I feel that I am so privileged that God is moving in me. Amen. I don't feel worthy. Amen. But he is. And sometimes I can't even believe it. You know, I sit there and I think, me, God's doing that for me. But he is. Hallelujah. He's doing it for me. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord. And he can do it for you. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? You know, I can join in now when Henry gets, gets people up and they go glory march around. That's the thing that turned me off when, when he came to Barnsley. I'm, I walked out and thought, not on. Oh no, this can't be right. But you see, it's our expression yes. of gratitude and praise. Who to? Not to him, not to him, not to him, not to her, but to God. And it's because it's, he's done it. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Jesus is going to come back very soon, you know. <laughs> Bless the Lord. I used to be frightened to death. <laughs> I did. I used to be frightened to death. Oh, don't come yet, Lord. Oh, dear. Oh, don't come yet, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Are you ready for Jesus coming? Hey, are you ready for him coming? Are you going to be there? Are you going to be shouting? Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Are you going to be looking for him? Hallelujah. Oh, bless the, you know, the things of this earth are of nothing compared with what we're going to experience in Jesus' glory. Hallelujah. Is that right? That's right, isn't it, Billy? Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. It says in the Bible that you, got, that you need to look for Jesus is coming, you know. You don't have to look far because it's around you. There are signs and all the way, all the way around. Henry's been talking about it recently. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was, I was thinking, I was singing a song and just, uh, just, just, when was it? Uh, not long since. <laughs> <laughs> about Eliezer that was Abraham's chief servant you know the story don't you when he went over to um, over back to Abraham's kinsfolk and he went to fetch a bride for Isaac hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> I shan't be bothered about my garment because Jesus can see through that. Yes, amen. But you know, he's preparing himself a bride. And I'm part of it. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. I might be a bit of the trimmings around the, the piece around the neck or something, or the bit, a bit on the sleeve, but I'm going to be part of that. Yes. I'm part of that bride. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Billy's been talking about the virgins, you know, the, the five and the, the five foolish and the five, five wise. The foolish ones didn't have their oil. They knew. They knew that the bridegroom was coming. How did they know? They must have been told. Do you know we've been told many, many times? We've been told many, many times there isn't a person in this hall tonight who can honestly say that they haven't been told that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. What's the, con the condition of your lamp? How full is your vessel? You know, don't you, that the, the oil speaks of the Holy Spirit? How full is your vessel? How full is my vessel? Henry said a, a while ago, that there aren't many places that sell the oil. There aren't many places that you can get the oil from. There aren't many places who advertise the Holy Ghost in its fullness and in all its power. But this is a place that does. And you, as individual people, are sitting under the ministry of the Holy Ghost. You know that Jesus is going back. How full is your vessel? 
I want my foot and my vessel so full that I've got to expand to contain it all. I want to grow bigger in the Lord Jesus Christ so that I can contain the fullness of the blessing that the Holy Spirit can give unto me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross, he died for you and for me to live in all the fullness that he bought when he died. He died for us. He died for us to be gloriously blessed. He said, I've given them the glory. Imagine the glory that God the Father had given to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gave to us. And all the glory of the Godhead was given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a song that says, I want to live in all he died for me to be. And that's what I want. I want to live exactly to the letter, to the exact detail of what the Lord Jesus Christ died for me to be.